Welcome everyone to the Deep Dive, the podcast that skips small talk and goes straight for the concepts that shape our thinking and behavior. In this podcast, cold expertise is defenestrated as warm philosophy is enthroned in an attempt to explore the field in which we're all scientists looking for answers, living well. Hello world, welcome to another episode of the Deep Dive with Eyal Shine. Today I'm joined by uh, past guests Patricia Houdoukash and Etienne Fortier-Dubois. Hi guys. Hello. Hey. It's really good to have you here and I'll give a little preamble of what brought us all to this uh, studio today. Um, Etienne recently wrote a wonderful piece on ambition which is a topic that has been fascinating to me and I actually have been secretly hoping to have one guest wanting to talk about that on the podcast. So when a nice discussion started around uh, Etienne's uh, essay, I just jumped on the opportunity to have both of you here because Patricia had her um, contributions to make and I also had some. But in general, my aim is to just be a listener here to a conversation between two people I really appreciate and like. Um, so that being said, uh, Etienne, I want you to maybe give us a, an overview of the essay and some of the main ideas or themes that run through it and your ideas about ambition, um, maybe with an emphasis on how you came to really think uh, about the term and why. Sure, of course. Um, so I decided to write for this because of a prompt on, uh, on the internet, the blog prize by Effective Ideas. Uh, they have a prize every month and they, their theme for June was uh, how to increase your ambition. Like this idea that um, people can do more if they realize that they can do more, basically. And, and, and here we're talking about ambition in broad terms, about like, you know, having an impact in the world, doing great things, whatever that means, um, that could be defined in any number of ways. Uh, it's not necessarily, you know, like the sort of uh, prestige ladders that you might think of in the like negative sense of ambition, kind of, but um, anything, you know, like starting a company, doing like breakthrough scientific research, whatever. Uh, if you think that you can do this, then you are more likely to actually do it. So how can you in increase that, right? That was kind of the prompt. But for me, the, the, the reaction to thinking about this, and that's because of very specific like timing in my life right now, which I'll get into, um, was, okay, increasing an ambition in like a young person is great, but also it seems like if, if, if ambition is not a fixed quantity, if it's something that can be uh increase that also means it can be decreased it can uh weaken with time with events in, in someone's life and that means that there's also an interesting question of how do you um make sure that this ambition this supply of ambition or agency or you know uh, will that you have remains good enough that you keep doing things and keep trying to do things even in the face of uh, failure. So that's that was the starting point for my piece. And then I focused more in, uh, in the essay on rejection, which to me seems like uh, probably one of the worst 
destroyers of ambition. When you are repeatedly rejected, it's really, really hard to keep wanting to try. And and it's not impossible. A lot of lots of people do it. And you always hear stories of, you know, somebody submitting their manuscript of a novel repeatedly to publishers until 40 publishers later, it finally gets published and becomes a worldwide success, right? There are stories like this, but like the vast majority of people would not reach that 40th publisher that they submit to. The vast majority of people would get discouraged. And so it sparked this uh, reflection uh, that maybe we can do this somewhat better as a society. Um, getting better at dealing with rejection on an individual basis, which is obviously super hard and you know something that everyone uh, has to do for themselves but also maybe there's a sense in which uh, the people who are responsible for you know issuing the rejection uh, and the small number of acceptance letters that they send when you know they receive uh, books or applications for jobs or applications to grants or schools or whatever uh, maybe we can do a little better with not destroying people's ambition recognizing that this is something that can happen and like try to because we're a wealthy society with a lot of means, try to not uh, do this. So that's basically the summary of, of the essay. And, uh, and and yeah, so I think that this is something that hit a chord with a lot of people because quite a few people have read it and reacted to the piece. So I think that's a pretty good topic for discussion here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the piece can be found in the show notes, of course. Um, yeah. For me, it was um, interesting to to get into more detail about what ambition is, which uh, I, I reckon we we will in a bit. Um, but Patricia, I just remember that uh, you commenting on it had um, a nice contribution to make. So, how how did it strike you, and um, what is what is ambition to you? Maybe we can go down that path. Hmm, yeah. When I read it um, in the morning, I uh, I realized that this essay hit home in many, many ways. And I immediately shared it with my friends over WhatsApp, <laughs> over Twitter. And uh, this actually started um, a very, very good conversation. And I also realized that after reading this this piece by Etienne, I, uh, I felt more ambitious or I felt like I want to become again more ambitious. Uh, and I also felt like this this trait um, was quite in decline in my life, at least since I don't know 2020. I don't know if this is um, you know also because of the pandemic that we went through altogether, or because of my personal circumstances in life, or because life gets more and more complex in your late twenties. Or honestly, I don't know. But I realized that. I want to contribute more to the conversation about collective ambition. What does that mean? How can we help each other to remain ambitious? And if we're not ambitious or as ambitious anymore, how can we regain that ambition? And that made me think about resilience. Uh, that made me think about how can um, our peers help us? How can Twitter help us? What can we do to, to actually uh, nurture this ambition? which I think is, is quite frail, especially after going together through um, a pandemic, especially after some of us going through uh, some mental health problems or um, difficulties. Um, and yeah, to, 
To answer your question about my personal definition of ambition, that's quite tricky because since I was a kid, I, I always describe myself as ambitious. If somebody would, uh, would um, ask me, okay, describe yourself, please, the first word that would cross my mind would be, I am very ambitious. And um, as an immigrant living in Berlin and then in Switzerland, I'm originally from Romania. I always felt like I need this, you know, quality, this trait, um, this character um, trait in my life, because otherwise it's very difficult to make it as an immigrant um, in in other countries or to have a successful life, whatever that means. But uh, as the pandemic hit and other things in my life became more complex, I realized that I've been neglecting this quite a lot and I... I felt in many ways energized by the conversation about the ambition uh, that Etienne shared. Um, and that's why I'm here, because uh, I would love to explore this uh, in more depth with you guys and with everybody. I'm, I'm glad that you think that the piece made you more ambitious. This is great. I mean, it's really, really <laughs> thing that the piece can have an actual impact directly on people. Yeah, um, yeah, this is super interesting, especially as you bring the immigrant angle into this. Um, to me, I'll just share my uh, kind of first impression of ambition. I think that when I came across uh, David White's poem, uh, David White is a, is a poet with a beautiful book called uh, Consolations, and there he reflects on various words. And I think the first one in the book is ambition, because it starts with an A. Um, and there, I think it starts with something like ambition is the ugliest word. And for whatever reason, I, uh, at least emotionally, I tend to agree immediately with that because to me, ambition throws me into the world of kind of elbowing your way to the top and competing with others, whether it's in a corporate environment or politics or what have you. And that is kind of the meaning that stuck with me. But at the same time, reading Etienne's essay and coming across other people's definition of ambition, I couldn't um, deny to myself that, yes, there is something about a fire which burns in you that drives you forward to achieve things, to not um, stop at the first sign of hardship that makes you not stop at the first appearance of a criticism on what you do, to have this self-propelling uh, self belief, strong belief in your abilities, which is also something you mentioned, which is very interesting to me. And to me, I started um, differentiating maybe two aspects of ambition, really differentiating these two aspects. On the one hand, the um, competitive part, which I personally dislike, because I think we can all live well at the same time, not at the expense of other people. And the second, which is this um, impetus to achieve great things, which I can mention. And yeah, I, I, I wonder if that, um, where, where that takes you, Etienne, and with relation to, to your essay and your thinking about ambition. Yeah, um, it's definitely true that the word can mean different things and even have different connotations. And I didn't actually think about this too much when writing that essay because I think I sort of assumed the, the like the second definition you gave, right? The the more mm. um, the drive 
achieve things, which is what I hear most now uh, when I hear ambition. But I agree, it's not necessarily the case for everyone. And I think most of the time, the word is used more in the sort of uh, legibly successful kind of aim that uh, that you have to. Though I'm not sure they're that different definitions. It's maybe just the goal that we apply the word to. Is the goal just success in the conventionally conventionally defined way? Uh, or is it just success in your own defined way, which might be anything from publishing a book to colonizing Mars, right? Whatever you think is actually important for society to, or for yourself to do. Um, and interestingly, when like reacting a bit to what Patricia was saying, uh, I don't think I've ever really described myself as ambitious uh, until I got that definition sorted out, which was maybe last year or so, you know, so like the first like 30 years of my life, I I didn't really have like super strongly held goals. Like I, I didn't want success in some way, but I didn't even really know what success would mean. Um, and, and so, and it's only a year or maybe two ago, I think, um, in, in the in the blog newsletter that I wrote that essay, I, that was like my 82nd blog post, but my fourth blog post was called Becoming Ambitious. So becoming ambitious and now remaining ambitious. And so I think that was kind of the mark of trying to sort of say, hey, ambition in that sense is good and I probably should be more ambitious. And that means just, like, how do you do this? That means, I guess, thinking more about what I want to achieve, what's important, what are my values and how do I achieve them? Um, and, and so, and so where was, where was I going with this? Um, ambition is like this thing that I started creating for myself. And I actually started describing myself as ambitious and I still think I am. And like, for instance, just writing these blog posts, like having a consistent writing practice is a form of ambition. Um, but also in that year, it, 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 it went and and it came and went, right? Um, and in more recent times, I've found it harder to describe myself as ambitious because it feels like uh, I got a bunch of repeated rejections that uh, sort of made me think, okay, I can't necessarily do these things. What do I want? I don't know what I want anymore. Okay, whatever, I'll just find a job, make money or something. Not necessarily a bad thing, but like I could feel the shrinkage, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I, I can share my my story with ambition. So yeah. the story of really starting this podcast, for example, or in general starting a journey of um, imparting more of my um, syntheses on other people. You know, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully willingly, hopefully they they choose to listen to that. But just even having the understanding that you have something that is worth making, worth putting out there, and it's not too trite or too obvious or has been said a million times before. And I think it's not obvious. This is something that um, is likely to come to you maybe um, more as you mature, maybe around age 30 or so, where you realize that, well, the, the understandings that you have that come from synthesizing the, very, the, the specific set of books that you have read throughout your life is, is worth sharing with people. And there's something ambitious about it, putting yourself out there as some sort of a figure. You know, you might not have broad readership or broad listenership or broad viewership, 
but still as soon as you start broadcasting out into the world you are a public figure and this is in a sense ambitious uh, sort of saying well, I am here I do exist I have these things to say which I think are worth saying and that is not um, to be taken lightly because most people we don't hear from them in any sort of sphere and many people who do have interesting things to say choose not to in the end and they never um, have the ambition um, kindled in them let's say so I found that very interesting with my journey that this ambition has uh, come about and by the way yeah thank you for writing this essay because I myself finding uh, myself more at ease using the word ambition this is I, I really meant it it used to be a uh, an ugly word for me um, but it's interesting because it also uh, touched me when you said when you talked about rejection now what I do today is uh, I'm a tour guide as a profession and podcaster here and you know I didn't have to go through an interview to start this podcast which is good but I did have to deal with the reactions from the surroundings of people surrounding me who care for me or don't care for me and feedback can be harsh even then you know so I'm not interviewed for the job but not many people believe in someone who goes forward to start a podcast and they're not sure why or what the benefit of that is going to be and I found that I needed to rely on myself to supply a lot of the belief uh, that keeps me going forward and I assume this this is exactly the, the type of ambition you're you're talking about and so it is very important for me to keep it to keep it going and to keep it alive and um, yeah so I'm just interested also to uh, I'm just interested to hear Patricia as well here um, chiming in and maybe saying uh, a word on on your journey and how do you feel that how you feel that against um, take on it has improved your position going forward. I think Etienne's essay shed a bit more clarity uh, on what ambition is for me and why why do I feel right now that um, I lost some ambition in the last two or three years. So not having enough clarity in my life and of course being or actually navigating a lot of unknowns, this somehow made me not so focused on ambition and on uh, pursuing hefty goals. And I realized that um, the work area uh, of my life was in decline. And um, actually, that's why I left Switzerland and I embarked on a five-month sabbatical uh, back in my home country in Romania. I stayed there for five months in Transylvania and I just yeah, chilled and <laughs> relaxed and <laughs> read books and um, tried to regain the clarity. But I also realized that I gain a lot of clarity and insights through movement. So by doing things and through actions and not by sitting all day uh, at home and thinking. Uh, so uh, now I'm back in Berlin and I am um, out and about exploring, having conversations with people and uh, trying to shed more clarity on the work life, 
what does that mean to have uh, you know a purposeful work life uh, how can I uh, find more pleasure and meaning in what I do on a daily basis and that's for me very very tied with ambition uh, somehow I relate ambition to work you know to success as in work life more than success uh, in romantic life or uh, in any area of my life so yeah to answer your question is I think for me it's all about clarity um, and I think that's why that morning when I read uh, Etienne's essay I was like yes that's that's what was actually missing in my life having conversations about ambition and realizing you know personally why why do I feel that I lost it? And in a way, I didn't lose it. I mean, now that I mean, if I'm looking very clearly at what happened in the past six months, it was still there, uh, maybe in a dormant kind of <laughs> way. But um, I think also having some uh, some type of rest is important uh, in regaining your ambition. And that brings me, Al, to what you shared about David White. Um, I was um, attending his three Sundays in a row about the art of rest. Oh, beautiful. And uh, yeah, and that helped me a lot, actually, at uh, in this stage of my life, you know, having that sabbatical in Romania. Um, yeah, what else can I say? Um, I actually wanted to... Uh, to ask you a question about the visual representation of ambition, how how do you view ambition? Because I reread uh, today Etienne's essay, and uh, you were writing Etienne about mountains as a way of uh, <laughs> of um, expressing ambition visually. And I was thinking, with with what kind of imagery do you associate ambition? Yeah, that's that's a wonderful question. So I have to say the first association would be uh, really more connected to the first aspect, uh, which I agree with Etienne, they're definitely connected because they're aspects of the same thing. But the aspect that you mentioned of, of, of competition, of wanting to, to excel. Now, to excel is not something you can do in a vacuum, right? To excel literally means to stand out. So you need to be standing out from a crowd right um and this is kind of the, the first thing that that comes to mind so yeah there's definitely an aspect of uh, beating uh, your personal best maybe going up on a mountain and that's kind of one one aspect of doing it but ambition at least in our culture like i can't see it not happening in the context of a competition with other people or at least recording the time of, of ascending the mountain or doing some sort of thing which can then be compared to really judge whether you've, you've done something amazing or not. And here's an interesting thing, right? Like, is your ambitious goal and the thing you do, is it quantifiable or just qualifiable? Um, because for some things that you might achieve, people might say, Hey, you know, that's not even a big deal for me, you know, so maybe they're, they're trying to belittle you and your achievement because maybe it is super easy for them, but this was your Everest to climb. This doesn't take anything away from your experience and the, and the effort and really the, the, the achievement of, of what you've done. 
the if I may the there's this tension always between doing goals for that are for yourself and doing them in relation to other people and I don't think you can ever escape this one of the one part of the essay discussed how to deal with rejection on a personal basis and and one of the potential answers would be not care about what other people think of you but I don't think that's a very good answer because of course you are going to care what other people think of you. You are going to eventually have to apply to something in a way, not necessarily a classical job interview, like as you discussed with the podcast, but the podcast still applies, like with air quotes, to like you're still applying to the approval of people who may or may not watch the podcast, right? So like you, you can't escape this. And so I agree with you there, the, the mountain image is good but it is a bit too solitary for what ambition actually truly is and, and it's just a very natural human thing to care to crave status and crave approval of other people uh, it's not even necessarily bad it can be bad if you like sort of exaggerate and like try to focus on status to the uh, detriment of everything else but um but yeah of course you care about status and being seen as someone who makes good contributions to the world so so, so for sure the 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 mountain image is not perfect. The the one addition to the mountain image that I like to make is that there are mountains of different heights, and sometimes you realize after having climbed a mountain that there's another mountain next to it that is way taller, so way more ambitious. That then you realize, oh, maybe I should have climbed that mountain instead. Oh, maybe I can still climb that mountain. Uh, and maybe you also see other people climbing the same mountain as you, and other mountains, and and you know you you relate to all of these people. It's not. Mountain climbing seems like a individual solitary metaphor, but when you think about like the Everest, like there's like thousands of people climbing the Everest at any given moment, right? So, uh, so that's maybe a better image of what ambition looks like, and really. It's um, it's interesting for me to to think about that for sure, and. I, I want to go back to something which you mentioned, Etienne, which is uh, the the kind of things that can help us on our journey versus the kind of things that that are burdening us or putting more weight on our shoulders. Um, so, in terms of other people's reaction reactions to to our our ambitions, basically the goals that we want to achieve. And just on a societal level, like any of you can go ahead and answer this, but do you feel like our culture is at all on the right track to um, empower people as much as possible and empower them in the sense that giving them the sense that they can do it, which is another something uh, that you mentioned that I very much like, because I think that any goal that you set to yourself is necessarily a goal which you at least suspect that you can achieve, right? And it's very important to, um, first of all, know your skills and abilities so that you're not terribly wrong about this. But you want to always be uh, pushing it in terms of attempting things which you think and hope that you can do it, but you don't know so that you want to go out and test that, right? And I wonder, like, if any of you wants to to jump in and say um, about something about the experience of what kind of encouragement or disencouragement you've gotten from society. 
there's this uh, very nice uh, comic that I almost wanted to include in the essay but didn't fit qu quite fit, which is about this uh, young art like kid drawing pictures um, in like an Asian family, and not like you know to use the stereotypes, but Asian families have like are have the reputation of like being very focused on grades, right, and like the legible achievement, and so this like Asian family in the comic like the dad is there's like two scenarios one in, in which the dad is like super encouraging to the kid drawing pictures and then you see the sort of future where the kid ends up you know getting a job at pixar or something like that and then you have the scenario where the dad is just no focus on your grades and uh and then and then there's no future scenario it's nothing that happens there's nothing great and then it makes the point this cut co it costs nothing to encourage an artist right it costs absolutely nothing and it can lead to, to, to good things. So obviously in real life, there's complexity and maybe focusing on grades would actually be the right choice. Like there's, like who knows, right? But um, but I, I do think that th there is a movement to recognize that being encouraging, there, there's a lot of people talking about this online in many places. So I think we sort of know that like encouraging and trying not to discourage people and giving good feedback is good like it's not secret knowledge um it's just i guess that in practice it's really hard to do because there's a lot of people and a lot of people who want to do art or write or whatever or get a job in a competitive industry or something and uh, and so it's just hard to do at scale and so we always kind of default to the easy version of following the default path like get good grades at school and also the easy strategy of just saying uh, thank you for your application you have an impressive background however we have decided not to move forward with your application at this time which is you know the sort of diplomatical diplom diplomatic message generic message that you send because you don't want to <laughs> be angry at the person but also you have absolutely not a second of your time to give them <laughs> after you've decided not to hire them so um so so that's i think kind of the state where we're at and that's what i discussed at the end of the essay um but in but there are cases there's always like some people doing like the extra thing uh there's uh someone i know had an interview for uh for a job that would have been on tv actually and didn't get it didn't actually want it but then the interviewers were like would you like some feedback on your interview like actually they took the time to like I don't know, an hour or something to discuss with him feedback on his interview and this i was like oh wow this is actually impressive like who does this yeah. um so this is the kind of thing that I feel we could just do more. It, it would cost a little. I wouldn't say it's like costless, um, but I like that's something that I think we can afford uh, to do. And, and in general, being more encouraging, not shutting down. There's maybe there's like a dark joy in shutting down people and saying your art is crap or your writing is bad or whatever. And you know, and criticism has its place. I'm not saying that we should always be telling everyone where your stuff is good there's definitely a lot of room for uh, criticism constructive uh feedback and also sometimes you really do want a harsh filter to figure out which of the many applicants to a contest are the best right you actually like the, you don't like competition at all but like competition has its use right <laughs> um so you you want that as well but um but overall uh yeah, I think we can do a little better on, on both aspects of the of the problem. 
I'm feeling very hopeful about this um, in in many ways because I've seen, at least in in my corner of Twitter, uh, the emergence of quite many uh, spaces online and also physical spaces that want to cultivate and nurture individual ambition and collective ambition, and I think that's that's something very promising to build these spaces where people can come together and, uh, you know, uh, start a conversation about, you know, how can we remain ambitious, uh, but also on a collective level, you know, your ambition is my ambition and vice versa, you know, supporting each other. Um, so I'm hopeful because of these spaces, especially physical spaces. Um, I don't know why I prefer them more, but I, I find more value in actually going into a beautiful space. Uh, I think because it contributes a lot to our thinking. Um, um, and I'm also thinking about grants. Uh, there are a lot of online grants right now uh, where you can apply and just try. Try every day to apply for one grant. And I think... Um, it's a lot about research, so actually knowing where to look and where to ask. Uh, but from there on, it's it's actually uh, it, it's something that's on your table to apply and to be seen by by the people that could give you some money to work on your individual project. And I'm thinking about um, a grant that uh, I got with um, the group I am part of, of uh, called Bloom. And one member of this group, uh, Rick, uh, applied for the grant, uh, I think, just some hours before a deadline. And uh, we we all got a grant to meet together and to create some art in Berlin and, uh, you know, um, exhibit our art in a gallery for one day. And that wouldn't have been possible without, I think, that grant and also without actually applying and thinking that it's possible for uh, for an organization to support our project and our ideas and our collective ambitious to a bit ambition to create art together. Yeah, that's that's such a good advice. Um, I think that the the online space is full of people who are supportive, who are um, wanting others to truly to to succeed, and it's definitely a good idea to look for it there. If you don't find it uh, with the people around you necessarily because the old school way of looking at things is maybe a little bit cynical or not not even cynical but just uh, genuinely worried that it might not be the right path for one to go down um, creating things or doing anything too ambitious you know an ambitious thing in times of old probably means uh, putting in less time at doing whatever it is that they, that they have been doing for thousands of years, you know? And it's kind of the dreamers and the ambitious people could in some respect maybe not pull their own weight if they're turning their attention to this kind of ambitious project which may or may not succeed. If it succeeds, then it could be something like a new technology that propels the whole society forward, but it could fail. So... There is, um, there is an aspect of risk with ambitious undertakings. But as you say, Patricia, I think that um, a lot of it can be uh, not only mitigated, but promoted with the, with the concept of being a patron of the arts or of any ambitious thing, which I think is a little bit missing in our time and age. So there are the grants, and that's 
wonderful to hear. So maybe I'm just out of the loop there, but it does seem that there is a wish to see a product before you give it something. Whereas I think a couple hundred years ago, it was very common for a person to be a philanthropic in the sense that they believe in their favorite artist and they give them a stipend to just do whatever they do, not knowing if this is going to be a great work or mediocre or or not even that. I, I think the it's I think it's true that and, and there's a lot of people thinking about philanthropy, right? How to do it best and it's probably there's probably some truth to the idea that we don't the old models have sort of waned and nobody really just supports an artist or a scientist, a researcher, a writer yeah, with no conditions attached, right? To my knowledge, this is actually an, a big issue in scientific research as well and why scientific research has sort of slowed down along many measures in the past 50 years because scientists just aren't free. They always have to apply to lots of grants that are really hard to get and have to prove your work all the time. And then it's for a limited time, so you can't just explore some weird idea for 20 years, right? Um, so so I think, yeah, there's definitely improvements that can be made in this. Um, though to give a, like a kind of a little bit of pushback to both of what, to what you said both um, about applying to grants, for instance, um, and mostly I agree, like you can just apply to things and like something will probably work out. But um, there, there was this question when I was writing that, that essay that came to mind, which is every time you apply to something for, so let's keep with grants, but it could also be jobs, it could also even be dating. Every time you fail at getting the thing, you know, then you pay a little cost in ambition, right? Or a little cost in willpower, if you, if you wanted to put it in those terms. So it's not like it's costless and, that, and that's really hard to to do because the answer cannot be stop applying. That's, that would be even worse advice. Yeah. That would be terrible advice. Um, but but that's, that was kind of the crux of the problem. You Yeah, sure, apply and apply and apply and apply and apply and then see your ambition decrease a tiny bit every time because you get rejected and rejected and rejected and rejected. Um, so, uh, so, so it's still a good piece of advice to just go ahead and try and increase the surface area of your luck by trying as many things as you can, but like be aware that there's a cost to this. And um, yeah, and that's true for grants and, and the arts as well. And for specifically also the, the, the patron of the arts, uh, we hear a lot about the successful artists, but I was just thinking like how many artists wanted to be patronized by Lorenzo de' Medici or whatever, and didn't actually get chosen and then we tell, we know about Michelangelo or whatever, but we don't hear about all the others, right? Um, so I'm not sure. Like maybe 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 historians of uh, Italian Renaissance or whatever know about this, but I'm not sure that this is actually that great from that angle of rejection. Indeed, I'm I'm thinking about ambition as energy. And um, of course, we have everyday limited energy. And um, I think it's the same with ambition. If we apply 100 times and we have 100 rejections, I think, of course, our ambition will take a toll. But I'm also thinking if our goal, if our end goal is something that we view as vital and necessary, 
and something that we have to have. Now I'm comparing with my own situation, personal situation here in Berlin. I'm applying and applying and applying for uh, flats because <laughs> I want to be able to live uh, in you know, a home quite soon. And I'm getting rejections and rejections and rejections. And I could be actually after so many rejections in just one week, I could feel right now a lot of despair and I could feel very, very unconfident, especially... Um, I mean, even on Twitter, people tell me that some uh, some people got an apartment after four years, which is not very in encouraging because I'm only in, in you know week one. Uh, but I'm thinking that it's it's a lot about. I mean, in my case, what keeps me going in this particular personal situation is the fact that I I mean, for me, failure is not an option. And I know sometimes it's not healthy to think this way. I, I'm very aware of that. But in this case, I really need an apartment. <laughs> so um, this is actually my fuel. I'm just getting more creative. I, uh, I built with my partner a website where we you know, introduce ourselves uh, to a potential landlord. Or I'm thinking about creative ways to reach out to Instagram, Twitter, uh, old friends, um, going out for coffee with different people and ask around. So I, I think... Ambition is is very important in terms of, you know, uh, trying to to cultivate it and nurture it every day, and also sometimes having some, how can I say, some moments of respiro, so of some moments of breathing, mm -hmm. because if we push and push and push and push, of course, at some point we will just get fed up with whatever we want to achieve, especially if we get a lot of rejections. And I can really relate to this at the end also in the work field, because I got a lot of rejections when I wanted to move from Berlin to Switzerland two years ago. And only after seven months, I got a job. Uh, so I had to just keep on going, keep on going without any promise that actually somebody in Switzerland will hire me with a literature degree. So again, it's sometimes it's also about, I think, hope. It's about a bit of madness, maybe, <laughs> or <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, uh, I think the topic of rejection is very important. And I find it very healing that we can talk about it so openly right now here with you and uh, with my close friends and also on Twitter, because in my case, personally, it just keeps me going. Yeah. The, 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 it's interesting the, the point you make about like you don't have a choice for like you actually have to find a place to live in and and that's also true for jobs mostly most people really have to get a source of income so you know you keep going and it's kind of it can be a very disheartening process like nobody likes job hunting but uh, you know you do it anyway so it seems like there's two classes of things you can apply your ambition to there's the actual basic needs that need to be met otherwise i die and then there's the uh passion projects you know art and you know things like this and this is probably harder to actually maintain ambition over a long period because then like yeah you when you get a few rejections it's easy to say okay i'm not good enough for this and in any case it was just for fun so then you give up yeah this this uh this makes me think in a, a few directions, so I'll try to stay on track. But first of all, yeah, there's a, a Latin, um, a Latin maxim that says "dum dum spiro spero," which is "I I hope for as long as I breathe," and I do see that as as very important. Now, I was going to joke, Patricia, and say, "Well, have you considered bribery?" 
this has been a, a way of of getting your way and but this is a good question you know um exploring the dark side of ambition the stuff that it makes you do it not you but some people the stuff that it makes some people do if they do indeed feel that this is a goal that needs to be achieved at any cost and you know ethics or morals are thrown out of the window for the purpose right so this is this is the the dark side of ambition and also uh, and i don't know how to um which which way to take but it also made me think of the typical let's say young person from a rough neighborhood who is good at playing football or soccer or any other or basketball and you know has no one but himself or herself to believe in themselves and they go with this almost surreal um, supernatural belief in themselves until they make it right and we know this kind of typical story about the person who rose from the gutters to um, to fame and I've just been thinking if there are any cases of people who have done that who have had these huge reservoirs of ambition propelling them forward that have actually got so uncoupled from reality that they ended up in a bad place because I can't think of any obvious examples but what do you think happens if you have so much belief in yourself that it's kind of goes out of hand could that happen i suspect that this happens quite a lot with politicians <laughs> i don't know but um like, like was that megalomania i guess yeah, or, or even, you know, you, you may genuinely think that, you know, you really want to have an impact, you're, you're going to be great at this and you are well positioned because of your like relationships or education or whatever, and then you end up as a leader of a country and then you can't really say anything, but I suspect that many of them are sort of realize that this is not what they, what they thought it would be. Um, but, but that's just sort of me assuming things so maybe maybe this is completely fake um but but you know we we wouldn't know right because when when success kind of is dependent on the approval of others then you can't just say oh this actually sucks um, and yeah and i think there's also the idea that fame can also become very um have a lot of negative effects on people and, and so it's it's desirable but then when you have it you're like oh this is not actually that great um but but you know i'm not i'm not super confident in any of these assertions um but it seems like you know there's probably a cautionary like a bunch of cautionary tales about like sure be ambitious but be careful what you wish for patricia do you want to chime in I was just thinking that after this uh, episode, I want to do some research on types of ambition <laughs> to see if there are any. Re well, I'm sure there are a lot of research research papers on this. Um, and I was this thinking is, also this about is the research right here. The research is happening. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I was also thinking about healthy ambition. How can we define that, and if that is actually uh, a type of ambition? Of course, every ambition differs. I mean, my ambition is different than yours, Ayal's, and yours, Etienne's. Um, and I'm also thinking right now about collective ambition. Um, 
what does that mean for each group, uh, for, for squads, for many communities, for bigger communities? How can we nurture that ambition? How can we talk more about that? Um, and how can we share our ambitions and not be alone? Uh, as Etienne said, uh, the view you know, of the mountain, hiking alone and overcoming all the difficulties only to have 99% of the journey hiking and 1% of the journey actually, you know, uh, enjoying the view on top. Um, I, I think yeah. if, if you'll allow me that this is very connected to the idea of scenes, right? Or and even seniors, which is the genius of a scene, which is a small group of people who support each other. And, and, and what's what I'm thinking of is we can connect this to something we discussed earlier about status and the approval of others. Seems like a scene might be a good way to um, to get the benefits of wanting to have approval to impress people, but without necessarily doing this in a super public facing way, because the primary thing you care about in a scene is impressing your peers, you and and you and because if the scene is well built, those peers are also supportive and will offer constructive criticism and, and they also are doing their own thing. So you and, and like this mutual relationship also offer them support and mutual and uh, constructive feedback. So, so you get this, um, you're not alone doing something that you don't know if other people will approve of. So it's better, but you are a little bit shielded from the harsh world outside that may be full of uh, rejection and discouragement. Uh, ultimately, you'll still have to deal with the outside world. You can't be shielded forever. Uh, but maybe it's uh, having a scene, having this group, this collective uh, ambition you're talking about is a, is a good sort of compromise to, to build things that, 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 will, that will last. Indeed, indeed. And I'm thinking also about trust right now, because in that group that you're a part of, of course, you you nurture trust and um, you you want the other person to succeed. And of course, you're a bit more comfortable to share your work and your projects and your ideas. And, um, and I can relate to this in many ways in, in my group um, because uh, you have the trust and the hope that those people will show up and um, they will at least listen. Hmm. Yeah I, yeah, I really like the, the idea of the groups and thinking about collective ambition. I think you're spot on, Etienne, with that uh, scene of people coming together and the oscillation between personal excellence and, and um, support as, as a group. So knowing both to appreciate others and, you know, not understanding. Then it frames the whole thing, not as a competition, but as something that is more about us truly ascending a place together and you know you might need the um the flexible person to go across some crevice to maybe anchor a new line for the rest of the group to come and everybody can be impressed with what they're doing and then follow their footsteps and the next thing you know you need the person who is um, the strongest to maybe um, really stick the axe into the ice there. I know nothing about ice climbing, by the way. I'm just <laughs> making this up as well. Um, <laughs> but I, I really, I really like uh, going in that direction of, of collective ambition and really 
what it means and I, I heard this being said before about groups like the Beatles, you know, where you have um, John and Paul basically trying to um, impress one another constantly. It's even true in in uh, romantic relationships, you know, you do need to be impressed in, in some sense with the other person. Uh, I think that does a, a world of good to the relationship. Um, you know, I know that we're uh, nearing our hard stop, but why not even think about something light like world peace? Are we being ambitious enough as a civilization? You know, why is it, maybe this is for next time, but why is it that the most ambitious people in the world uh, that actually take drastic action and try to uh, bring things about as soon as possible tend to be people with quite uh, dystopian views or dystopian in our mind, but I'm thinking about religious extremism. Um, yeah, so some interesting uh, thoughts there. Um, yeah, with, maybe the yeah, go ahead. The the a possible answer to this is that, and maybe it's worth like explicitly uh, saying this ambition works at so many levels, right? It works at the level of the individual. It works at the level of your little group, your little scene. It works at the level of larger communities and larger communities can also come in many scales, so a city, a country and the entire world. So you can very much be ambitious for your own city. Like if you're the mayor of a city, for instance, that's kind of your job, um, which means you might be in conflict with other entities other companies whatever whatever other cities and 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 then sort of because context has made you has put you in this position then you know that's what you focus on and that might be at the detriment of some other goal that works better at a larger or smaller level like uh, and like the, the entire world um so it's probably something worth thinking about some more what what does it mean to be ambitious at every single uh, scale of uh, of human society and how do these things come into conflict? Lovely, Patricia. Any parting words? <laughs> hmm. I would love to continue this conversation in in other spaces on on Twitter or in in real life <laughs> uh, because I think I think it's. Uh, it's a lot of food for thought there, but as I said in the beginning of the podcast, I'm very energized every time I, I hear uh, anything about personal ambitions and collective ambitions, uh, because in many ways I can relate to my own ambition, but also to the group ambition. Um, yeah, and thank you so much, Eyal, for this uh, opportunity to, to talk with Etienne and you <laughs> about ambition. Thank you so much to you both. Um, my my biggest takeaway here is, first of all, that we do have uh, more to talk about and that we will. Uh, but also, I want to say that, you know, this discussion really uh, feels like it, it heals something around around the concept. And, and I'm super happy about yeah. that to feel a little bit more at peace with myself saying that, you know, I am ambitious in at least one sense of the of the world. So. Um, Thank you very much. Well, thanks, Etienne, for writing the article. I'm going to um, basically link to your pages and Substacks and whatever projects you're going to want me to. So anybody listening, definitely check these out. And looking forward to next time already. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And like to have maybe 
last words, I think it's pretty great if just talking about ambition creates ambition. And like, it's a good word. It's a good concept and it's a good discussion. Thank you for this, Ayala. Thanks so much.